Coming up on this week's Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. No way, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that scares me. I promise you. I don't want to keep promising <laughs> something that I don't think is going to happen. Well, if we're having a goat. I mean, that would be crazy to walk into a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> have a stallion next to a goat. It's a good, good idea, though. Good idea. I, it's in the loft somewhere. I need to get yeah. it out. Do you reckon it would be worth something? It's worth like a bit. Bono might want it. Yeah, a video. <laughs> Remember them? Yeah. yeah. Those were sp- that was a special day. That's an excitement. Days. Check it. You can watch a video on it. On this tiny little screen. But before that, are you a parent or a teacher that want to get your school gardening in 2022? Well, the School Garden Success Plan is here just for you it provides everything a teacher needs to get gardening from all of the raised beds the seeds the compost to the lesson plans every single month throughout the entire year and most importantly that's right most importantly teacher support we have a team that can help you the teacher with all the information that you need to teach your class how to garden. It's super easy to get involved with the School Garden Success Plan. Head over to skinnygingardener.co.uk forward slash school success. That's skinnygingardener.co.uk forward slash school success to get your class gardening in 2022. On with the show. Was it called the Veg Grower Podcast when you first started? Yeah. What was the first episode like? Oh, it was awful. In all honesty, I remember recording because I didn't have much money, obviously, to get married. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To invest in microphones. It was done on a hands-free kit on my phone, recorded on my phone. Everyone's and, got, everyone starts there, I'm sure. Yeah, and I recorded it coming around the M25. While you were driving? While I was driving, yeah. I started recording before I started driving, but... One of the original ideas I had then was to try and use that time while driving to be a bit more productive. Yeah. And one of the American podcasts that I listened to, who did a daily podcast, he recorded his on his drive to work in the morning, edited it and released it, and listened to it on the way back. And I sort of thought that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, that last that method lasted two episodes and I recorded both of those on the same day. I'd never done that again. Oh really? No, no. Never ever not the da- dangerous side of it alone. I mean I I wasn't doing anything dangerous. I was just talking into a hands free kit. I was but there were times when I would go silent and you could hear the indicator going because I was concentrating on the driving at the same time. Yeah. Um but it got it started. It got that that kernel of how to podcast going. Yeah, and nobody really listens to the first couple of episodes. No, I think that's the, the the best learning time. I remember when I first started my podcast, I was sat in the van, speaking down a phone. Yeah, and uh, doing little mini ones. 
I wish I kept them recordings though. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just checking the sound. You're making sure that I'm <laughs> actually. Are you coming through it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both coming through fine. Imagine if we sat here for an hour and <laughs> you went, "Oh, actually, your uh, microphone's not working." So, yeah. uh, so about it. No, I keep checking. Better do that now. No cough. Yeah. Um, Podcasting. You were recording in the van. I was, yeah. Thanks for reminding me about that. <laughs> uh, I'll leave that in there, that pause. Um, yeah, recording to my phone, like a little five minute podcast. Because I did it on, um, what was it called? Anchor. Uh huh. And you could record five minutes for free or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so I started putting them out like that as a weekend tea break. Yeah. Episodes. Yeah. See, but, when I started with podcasting, things like Anchor didn't exist. No, of course not. Um, and because I was spent ages trying to figure out how to record it and how to upload well, th- it. Things must have come on fast because I started recording in 18, 2018. Yeah. So, what's that, five years between 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, six years. Yeah, it did come on very fast after. But I think part of that was the the accessibility of podcasts with it being on your phone and you could download them wherever you were. Yeah. just made them a lot more appealing. Um, I mean, I remember getting excited when I hit 100 listeners. Yeah. And now I'm like, I mean, that was 2013, 2014 when I hit that. Now it's like... Hundred is nothing. Yeah, uh, that, I mean that. that oh, you hundred can do one now. Forget <laughs> it. No, I, I think it's a big milestone. Yeah. Um, especially when you're just starting off. But it's not. It's not nowadays. We've grown so much. Yeah. That the the listener viewers, if you get yourself noticed, um, listener viewers, listener figures. We know even. Yeah, are pretty pretty healthy now yeah you know back then because not many people did really listen to podcasts it was still a bit geeky and i still think people struggle today with understanding what a podcast is loads of people don't i don't um still people i'll come up to go i have to explain it as like a radio show yeah i still have to yeah. do that yeah i like to describe it as a, the netflix of the radio world oh i like that so it's yeah downloadable you listen to it or when you want, as opposed to when the radio show puts it out. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I'll use that one, Suggs. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about also, there's so many, po- there's like, so from 2013 to what, 2022, that's nine years. Look how many garden podcasts in the UK there are now. Yeah, I think most of those have sprung up since 2018. It took those first five years of still not many. Yeah, because, you know, I, 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 I rocked up in 2018. Yeah. Perone did as yeah. well because we knew Donegan. Yeah. And we, me and Perone were the first two to really, I don't know, jump on that. Yeah. Then come like 2019 and 2019, there was just a big surge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, 2020, everyone had a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. he, I mean, yeah, were you really uh, Were you really about uh, during COVID? 
if you didn't have a podcast. <laughs> well, how how did we know you existed if Ex- you didn't have a exactly. podcast? Exactly. It was a bit like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the, the, the strong ones have stayed about. I don't think it's necessarily about being strong. I think it's about being consistent with podcasting. Yeah, no, I didn't mean like, yeah, I meant like the ones that, like a lot of people got into podcasting, did it. Played at it. Played at it. And then when life got back a little bit better, said ah, that's a lot of work in it. Well, in all honesty, over the years, that's happened a lot. So I, I won't um, advertise anybody else's other podcast until they've hit 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, not because I don't want to encourage them, but I've just got so fed up of seeing new podcasts come along and not even reach 10 episodes. Some of them are up. decent, though. And some are very decent, but if they, for some reason, they give up before they've hit 10 episodes. Who else do you listen to? Oh, well, that's uh, quite a few now. Yeah. Um, obviously, Talking Heads, Lucy and Soul. Yeah. Yourself, of course. Of course you would. Because uh, you want it most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I don't listen to my own podcasts anymore. Do you not? No, I used to all the time. No, I don't. Partly because I'm editing it so much. You hear a lot about it. I hear, them, a, hear lot a lot about, about it. it. I probably should for um, quality control. Yeah. But I just, cause yeah, you I'm, should, because I have to sit for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I listen to yours, <laughs> so I have to sit for yours. Yeah, crikey, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, look, for, don't look for quality control there. Yeah. Um, In guests. Um, who else do I listen to? Plant-based. Michael mm. and Helen. Uh-huh. Um, God, my mind's just gone blank. Um, there's the small gardener who... He's a bit of a supporter of mine on Twitter. Nice bloke. Very nice bloke. Yeah. What was he uh, called? The Small Gardener. Oh, right. Um, uh, as a podcast, I've got to say it's probably not the best audio quality. It's quite slow, but he's learning. Yeah, he's yeah. Learn- he's, he's not um, skilled. Uh, but what I've found interesting is he's struggled with mental health. So I've been listening to that to hear how he's getting on with his mental health and how gardening is helping his mental health more than anything. Okay, yeah. Um, as I don't know if anybody else has heard about him. I've not heard. I've not listened to that one before. No. Have well, you heard? Have you heard Nikki Gardner before? I don't think I have. I was on her podcast recently. Oh, I think I may have seen it then. Have you not? You've went and listened to it yet? But it is out now. Yeah. No, I think I saw it. I, I think she put a picture up saying I was yeah, part of it. I think that's what I saw. Audio, I said she knows this anyway. Audio, terrible. Right. Chat, good. Yeah. yeah. We did a long chat. Yeah. We did a long podcast. Yeah. I know, when, I mean, when I started, and I think a lot of people still say this now, is that the audio quality isn't important. But actually, I think it is. I told someone literally the other day the opposite. Really? I said, he said, uh, a new podcaster looking for equipment. He said, is this enough? It was like a little 100 quid Zoom thing. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. I said, that would be enough. He, I said, he said, what about um, audio? I said, to be honest with you, as long as there's some good chat amongst it, people can sort of, I mean, obviously, as long as it's there's not like wind the, yeah, blowing that's, through. That's what I mean by bad audio, wind blowing through. Yeah, yeah. when it's a two pound cover to stop that from happening. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, or... Um, when you get a lot of the static, which does happen with one of my recorders, actually, one of my old recorders. Yeah. Um, 
as long as it's not severe and you can hear the audio. That's the key thing I want to get put across. It's about hearing what is being said when I say quality recording. And also there's some, um, and, and it's a learning curve. So I used to do this when you don't learn how to edit properly and you got really quiet bits that somebody is listening is turning the volume up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go to a loud bit and you have to turn the volume back down. Yeah. yeah you yeah. want it on a consistent level. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Ski Do You Go the Podcast. You have got a consistent level. In the <laughs> early days you were a bit like that. Oh mate. But I, I was as well. Um but you learn. I'm i I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm ch- I've I've changed the format of this podcast again. Yeah, yeah. Always changes. Yeah. If it ain't it ain't a skinny jean garden a year, if the format don't change, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's all learning curve. I mean, unless you're an audio engineer, you really know what you're doing with audio. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's uh, it's fun though. I think it's a really good way of getting information. Yeah, um, it's the best way that I learn from learn from stuff. To be honest with you, like I have been reading more books recently, not gardening books. Um, I need to be careful where I tread with this because obviously I've got my own garden book out, which is very good. Ha- thank you, good, thank, well done, Suggs. I think I've I've got a copy and I've brought a copy for my niece. Sure, she loves it as well. And Nick. I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast. I'm no. saying this because it genuinely is a good book. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, not the reason uh, I mentioned it, but it's available right now on Amazon.co.uk. How to get kids garden. I. I like how two books like that, yeah. but I have a massive stack. Like, where's all your books going actually from in here? Um, you actually I, have loads of books. Yeah, no, they're all downstairs. Oh, in a okay. Bookcase. I had a massive stack of books like you did. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, and some people might go, "Well, yeah, I can see that." I never read one of them. No. I couldn't. I could not sit down. I had that one about allotments, which is all right. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about, a lot yeah. by a lot month or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, uh, that's probably the only one I tapped into. Yeah, but I had a Titchmarsh one. I mean, he's got hundreds in he. Monty Dalton. I just could not sit down with him and learn from it. I found it really difficult. Yeah. I'd rather pop a seed in the soil, wait a whole year to watch it fail and learn from that, yeah. than to flick through a book and find out about it. Well, I've got. I had hundreds of recipe books for cooking because I love cooking and love making meals. I had hundreds of recipe books. When I wanted to cook something, what would I do? Pull out my phone and find a recipe. Yeah, well, the world is changing, mate. (laughs) You're all right. (laughs) Yeah. So why did I have these books on the shelf? Yeah. I mean, there's some I've kept, but I don't ever refer to them when I want to cook something. Weirdly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, um, unless you want to get your kids involved in gardening and buy my book. But other than that, <laughs> don't get any books. I don't know. I, I, I think maybe because because I'm talking about gardening all the time, I'm, I'm trying more now to garden uh, in my own garden. And to sit down as well, you need a bit of a break from it. But I think podcasting, I, I get, like, from your podcasts, I, I get a really good idea of what to be doing yeah right now yeah. or if i'm listening to someone's story about i don't know roses for instance yeah we've got a rose expert we're never gonna have a rose ex- expert on this podcast but well you never know you never know we won't what but <laughs> but um 
we might better <laughs> just in case just sudden, in case that comes up if, if i get a rose expert on here it just must be a desperate week for for a guest what don't you like roses i don't know if i could talk for two hours about roses I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of history in the roses. Well, like I said earlier about the Rose Festival in Colchester. Yeah. It's a lot of history. Big big Rose Festival in Colchester. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of roses though. So. Yeah. I don't like flowers much. No, I I'm with you on that. I'm not. I like flowers, but I'm more about productivity of food growing. Yeah. Um. Not that there's anything wrong with growing flowers. Dahlias. Yeah. Everyone goes crazy about dahlias. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they look so, alright. Yeah. See, I grow dahlias. Yeah. But I grow dahlias because they're edible. They were, Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The root, the tuber, yeah. was originally imported f- for food into the, like, from when they discovered it. Whereas the runner bean... You know those red flowers? Yeah. That's what they were originally imported for, the flowers. Yeah, we eat the runner beans more than we use the flowers, and the dahlias are more associated with the flowers than the Well, I never side. knew that. Yeah. What would you use dahlias for? Well, they're basically like a, a substitute for potato almost, as I understand Do it. you use them for that? I've used them, yeah. Um, but you need, what I found, when the... The roots you use, um, you need to grow quite a few of them to get the same quantity as potatoes. Right, to get substantial. So, yeah. So, um, they're worth doing, but unless you've got a large area, uh, again, my garden's all about edible food, so that's happy to go in there, and I do get a bit of edibles from it. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's an edible plant in my garden. Yeah, I mean you. I mean you refuse to put anything in your garden that's not edible, except for the wildflower area. Yeah, you can't eat that. Yeah, but that's pollinators, and that's in the semi-orchard thing. It's an important part of it. Yeah, yeah. Let me just interrupt this piece of audio gold by saying, hey, if you want to support everything that Lee, yes, I speak by myself in the third person, does with the school gun success plan and this podcast, you can through Skinny Jean Gardener Shop. That's right, Skinny Jean Gardener Shop. But I know what you're saying. Hey, I bet you'll be selling some T-shirts. So we've done that. We've missed out on the T-shirts. I said they were one-off. You've missed it, mate. You've missed it. We've got, in 2022, some very unique, very unique, handcrafted items in the shop, including a 60-minute audio best-of of the phone-in show, on cassette tape that's right and some very unique polaroids not like that polaroids that you can get your hands on from behind the scenes of the gardening world oh yeah that's right um plus so much more which i've been handcrafting getting creative with just for you if you want to find out more and have a look it's skinjigana.co.uk forward slash shop that's skinjingana.co.uk forward slash shop. Right, back to the podcast. You can't really eat wildflowers, can you? Not really. I mean, <laughs> bees make honey using the wildflowers. Yes. That's my justification for it. Right, tell me something. Uh-huh. Um, someone made me buy 
I don't know how much you know about honey, but do you know much? Little Mock Mwaka Honey. Yeah, manuka or something. Yeah, like Manuka, yeah. whatever it's called, I don't know. Yeah. Why is it so expensive? I have no idea. That's all I need to know. <laughs> I've seen it, I've never really looked at it. Someone said to me someone said to me, Oh, I've not feeling too healthy at the moment. Someone said, Oh, have some manuka honey and it will cheer you right up. Yeah. I don't it, know. The price didn't cheer me up to start with, yeah. let alone make me feel better. Yeah. I've got to admit, I'm not a lover of honey, so I very rarely buy it. But if I was to buy it, it'd be local yeah. sourced. Well, wildflowers are the only thing I really... If it's a flower, then it's a wildflower. That's about as far as I go with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless it's a tulip. Yeah. Don't mind whacking some tulip bulbs in the ground. Tulip flowers are edible. Have you got them? Yeah, yeah, because they're edible. So what they, do you do with them, though? You use them in like salads and stuff to add a bit of colour. I mean, they're not. Not very tasty. Mm, not they're a bit bland. Right. They're nothing to really sing about, but I spruce things up. Yeah, just add a bit of interest. I mean, a bit rose, of excitement. Yeah, rose flowers are also edible. You can use them to make rose water and stuff as well. Yeah. Or rose hips, if you get the right ones. Rose hips. Yeah. What's that? They're like. Um, a particular type of rose, or dog rose, I think it is more. I don't grow them myself. Particularly thorny, vicious things. Yeah. And they, after the rose has gone, they create like this fruit on the end, known as rose hips. And you can eat it? You can uh, turn it into jam and jellies. Can you? Yeah, it's very healthy for you. Oh. And you do you do it or not? No, I used to, when I was coming back from school, there used to be a house that had them growing in their front garden. Yeah. And I swear they just grew them there to stop the kids for, or to scratch kids walking from home from school. Because the thorns on them are vicious. Oh, well. Um, and if you want a secure house, pop those out because nobody's getting through them. That's a good security tip good there, security everyone. tip, yeah. I like that. Um, here's a few questions. I, I, th- these questions are going to pop up a lot, right? Dig or no dig? I'm a no digger. But you used to be a digger. <laughs> no, I did when I first took on the plot. To be fair, home. you were 10 years old when you told me you were digging, old. so yeah. I'll let you off. And I was barely, I would, wouldn't even say I was really digging. Yeah. Because um, what I had a conversation with my granddad at that age, and he said, well, what you want to do is dig this trench out, fill it with manure and compost, and then dig another trench and put that soil back in. And I said, why? And he said, well, you, so you incorporate all of that stuff, all the compost and manure into it. I sort of said, but if we put it on the surface, because we'd literally done this at school, yeah. we put it on the surface, the worms would come along and drag it down for you. And he went, well, yeah, but this is what we do. And I, but <laughs> as a 10-year-old, it just didn't make sense. So I did it my way. Yeah, This is long before Charles Dowden made it popular, I guess. Um, and it worked. And my granddad was completely blown away with did he country. change the way that he did it he didn't no he, still no, he did stuck it. It by it <laughs> but he was like but your potatoes are better than mine your your beans are better than mine and, was... and your, so your granddad noticed that your way worked better but he still before do you know what I've been doing this my whole life yeah. forget it yeah yeah I think it was a case that he didn't know how to change didn't want to change but also the way he was grown up and taught it's hard to shake old habits, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like no digs. I've been like, I know old Dowden's been t- chatting about it for. 
I, mean, I think the geezer's got about 50 book, books out about it. Yeah, yeah. How, how, how many books do you need to say, oh, I chuck some compost on top of there and then you don't? Go. I, I don't know. I mean, it works. That's, That's a skill. To say. Not the not no digging part, write the books about it. Yeah, yeah. But he backs it up with his own garden. And that's where... I mean, garden is a a slight... Farm? uh, Not quite a farm. Massive. Yeah, small older. older. Uh, But he backs it up with his own results. Yeah. So, okay, some people might say, well, he's trying to push his own books and stuff, so of course he's going to... A bit of bias going on. I don't think he's biased at all with what I know about him. I've only met him the once. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. For me, the thing is, at 10 years old, we were taught in school, he put some leaves on top of a bucket of worms. I don't know if you've ever done this at school, where we got a huge sweet jar, filled it up with soil, and then put some leaves, and we watched the worms pull over the next few weeks. All those leaves down into the soil. I'm so I'm so impressed you did so much at school because we never did anything at school. Yeah, but I grew up in a village where farming and the country way of life was commonplace. So I had a bit of an advantage, I think, because that was it. I mean, we had I don't know if you had a harvest assembly at school. Yeah. What did your harvest assembly consist of? Like, uh, what was it? So the lo- local people would make like. Remember one year there's this um, made this loaf of bread in the shape of like a wheat wreath. Yeah, quite um, yeah. So that uh, that was and they varnished it to keep it in the end. It was such a beautiful thing. It had a little mouse in it as well. They put to oh, that dog. She's getting a bit. Dog's coming in. Here we go. Come on. Probably going to eat my scarf again. Hello, that's my little puppy. Now we talk. I don't know if we've talked about your dog yet. We mentioned. We her. mentioned her. Here she is. Just, just eating my um, shoes, mainly. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, to grab harvest assembly, we had to take in food to give to the, donate to the church sort of thing because it was church-run school. Yeah. Um, but did you did you have vegetables and stuff for it? Yeah. Yeah. Because our harvest festival was us bringing a load of tins in. We that was what we were expected to bring in tins and stuff. Yeah. But the actual assembly. They got the local farmers to bring in things like pumpkins and corn and stuff, oh. just to to show it off. Oh, you're a proper I mean, harvest, mate. The, the, the village I grew up in at the northern end had an agricultural college. Oh, okay. So it was in part with that. Yeah, it was proper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. ours was sponsored by McDonald's. Tesco or something. It probably, yeah. it probably yeah. was sponsored by McDonald's. Everything used to be sponsored by yeah. McDonald's back then. Well, you want some attention, mate? She's all right. She's all right. It's getting that time in the evening when she knows she um, usually wants to sit down with me. Aww. Bless her. Little attention seeker. So, for the people listening to the podcast, I got a puppy a few months back. Oh, there's a dog in the room, um, yeah. Well, she's still a puppy. Sorry, you're not allowed to call a dog until she's... Of what age? Oh, okay. Anymore. Still a puppy. Still a puppy. She's a bit of a. She's good most of the time, but this time of night she starts to become a bit frustrated and. Doesn't expect someone to be recording a podcast. I normally do a bit later on. Oh, sorry, mate. But she'll sit in a crate next to me listening, though. Really? Yeah, yeah. Life changed down the allotment. Now you've got Roxy. Yeah, I think 
bit harder. It's a bit harder. a kid, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do quite often say I've not experienced having a child um, and having a puppy. I know it's not the same as having a child, but it's given me an insight into what it's like to run a garden, trying to podcast when you've got a child. Because yeah. all of a sudden, you can't just tell her to... Um, not do anything. You can't just tell her to shut up and get on with it. She's got to... You can't put a child in a cage either, mate. So it's, uh, no. there's a few differences. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. What's she doing now? Got a stick. Get your stick then, mate. Yeah. It's dogwood. No, she's going to sit down and chew. She'll be happy for a few She'll minutes. be happy for a bit. All right. Yeah. Um, we were talking about no digger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first question you asked. Oh, I, can't, I forgot we got into Harvest Festival for a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, well, it's because I mentioned about the worms at school yeah. experiment. You, yeah. oh, you seem to do so much at school, which, which, like you say, it might have been the area living. I do also think it was that one teacher yeah. who had quite a bit of a gardening experience, gardening background. The, well, she drove it. Well, I always, obviously, with the school stuff I do, I always say that school stuff relies heavily on. Yeah. One teacher usually. Yeah. Unless you've got a school guard success plan, me. Yeah. But um <laughs> But yeah, well obviously I asked about that at that moment in time we didn't have someone like that. So I suppose that's why we uh we didn't do a lot of it. Yeah, it does need that person behind it to or I feel anyway, to push it along. Or Again, I know the school. You don't want to push your school garden success plan on this podcast, but happily to. You should. We've already pushed a book, so we might as well push everything yeah. else, my friend. But the the, the thing, because when we were discussing it in its implementation, or as you were designing it, yeah, one of the key things was that you wanted it to be that even somebody, a teacher who doesn't know anything about gardening, could pick it up and do it. And I think that is so important. Yeah, I mean that's the, that was the main. I remember me telling you about the tour, yeah. And when I met teachers that were like like your teacher that was passionate about it, yeah. And then I met the teachers who were not so passionate, yeah. Um, those were the ones that I wanted to sort of tap into, really. Yeah, I think that's getting there. It's happening. I think that's it's quite exciting. That, yeah, this uh, this doing it. But yeah, you like you were like a fundamental. Uh, what they call it, like a well, bounce a lot of ideas off. What you say, consultant? <laughs> well, unpaid consultant. I should just mention con- yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons. Well, I remember you rang me up one day and you were like, "I've put down broad beans to sell this month. Yeah. What, 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 what variety of broad beans?" And I literally went, "Oh, you were bang on it. Yeah, like straight away. Yeah, um, for the variety and broad, broad beans." Like the, the when the plan actually got sent out in uh, like October time, like the schools ha- like hammered them broad beans was the first uh-huh. thing they all did. So it was um, so it was good. Yeah, uh, I know Olive Olive uh, grew some broad beans. She didn't know what they were called. She was just like, oh, we grew them green things. She couldn't yeah. remember what they were called, could she? So obviously it's uh, showing me up, weren't she? Well, put it down to her memory or something. Cause... Terrible. She got a dad's memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. um, but yeah, man, you're a big sounding board. That's, thanks, mate. That's all right. right. I mean, I believe in that. I know it's a bit of a sales pitch. But I believe in what that school garden success plan is trying to achieve. Because I know when I was at school, there was that one teacher that pushed it. Yeah. And if anybody was interested in gardening, it was something that we had to hide for fear of being bullied. 
I mean, that might have just been how I was brought up, but I mean, because I never did Dutch Garden, I don't I obviously didn't experience that. But I hear a story I hear quite a bit about people yeah. that did like gardening when they were were younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you know, um, peat free compost, mate. We've talked about it loads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if we need to talk about it much anymore because I feel. Yeah. You want right, mate? Sorry, she's getting likes, tired. Likes peat. Yeah. The thing, I think actually we do need to talk about peat-free compost. You still think it's a big thing? I think more and more people are using peat. Do you want to open that door? So she can come and go. Yeah. I think more and more people are starting to use peat-free compost. Am I going to get a text by this dog? No, no, no. She's just... Puppy, she's sorry. A puppy talk. She's... Amanda's calling us, so she'll go down in a second. Let's see what happens now. God. There you go. I think more and more people are moving on to peat-free compost. And I've been doing it. And this year, yeah. I've run an experiment with peat-free com- different peat-free composts I'm going to buy in. Right. And see how they compare. Reason being, in 2021, I did buy some peat-free compost from a, a, a supermarket. Yeah. Because I was desperate. And it was there. I needed it that right away. It was crap. Oh. It was rubbish. Um, and... Peat-based compost. I've got to say, you know, it was good. It, you know, it did the job. It was very good at what we was meant to do. Yeah. And peat-free compost, in some cases, not all, in some cases, is pretty poor. Yeah. And I think I'm hoping when this peat ban comes in, the quality of peat-free compost is going to improve. Do you think this ban's actually going to happen though? Because apparently this ban's been promised for about two centuries. I think it's happening. Exaggeration. I think it's happening, but I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of. Excuse me, sorry, sorry. Um, Let all be... out, mate. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of lobbyists who don't want it to happen. Yeah. And yeah, I'm hoping when the ban comes in that the peat, the quality of peat-free compost is going to improve because the demand is going to be there for the better stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the moment, I've got to say, some of it is very, very good, don't get me wrong, but some of it, I thought, is absolute rubbish. Nothing grew in it. Do you think... i tell you something that I, I was thinking. Do you think the reason for that is uh, is because some companies don't want peat to disappear? Possibly. I mean, that's a bit of a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, a massive conspiracy theory, yeah. But I wouldn't put it, because peat is a big business. Yeah. Um, but I th- believe the compost doesn't actually use that much peat compared to other industries. I don't oh. know on that. But, it's just us doing our bit. Yeah, just us doing our bit. But the the thing is, it's peat is just an additive into the compost. Yeah. Um, it's finding, like... Um, Coconut husks are meant to be pretty good for it. Yeah. I find it a bit too stringy for my liking. A bit too, almost like barky. <laughs> I love how you like talking about that as a food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it does hold on to moisture a bit better. Yeah. But it's just not, some of it's not quite there. Like I said, there are some very good peat-free composts out there. If you can get hold of them, and they are a bit more expensive on the front, so. Yeah, that's it. But the cheap people stuff, don't even bother. Don't even bother. Suggs, um, will you? Uh, I've got so much more I want to talk to you about, but will you come back later on in the year and uh, 
yeah. talk to me more about some conspiracy theories I've got. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, me. I'm always happy to come on. Nice one, man. It's been good chatting to you, dude. Yeah, likewise. And, uh, I'll speak to you soon.